service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 29. I appreciate y'all being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, sweet Haley Grace. Haley, thanks for coming on the podcast. That was a good time. Listeners, if you haven't yet, check it out. It's a lot of fun. You can follow her on Snapchat and Twitter at Sweet Haley G. Haley is also on Reddit at Sweet Haley Grace. There's also links. There's links to all her social media in the Lipson page from last week. So go check it out and give her a follow. While you were there, we are also on Instagram and Twitter at Full Service Pod. My personal Instagram and Twitter, Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the podcast, if you like Hey Tank, I like what's happening here. What can I do? If you could subscribe to the podcast, that'd be amazing. We are now on YouTube. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, if you search Full Service Podcast or Full Service with Tank Smith on YouTube, uh, you'll find us. So uh, make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube. If you could write a review, if you could like the podcast, that would be amazing. Reviews still help for new podcasts. We're still new. We're still a baby. Uh, that'd be amazing. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> we can, I love you forever. <laughs> I mentioned at the end of last week's episode that I have two episodes coming at you this week. I understand everybody's in quarantine. Everyone's social distancing. What can we do? I got to bring the people. Two episodes. Uh, I have uh, one coming out today, Tuesday, and then also one on Thursday. My guest today is a Tallahassee, Florida-based companion, Elena Pierre. We actually recorded this at the very beginning of February. I think it was like right around the Super Bowl happening. I was actually, it's crazy how this this happened. I was going to interview Anea Devereaux. Uh, If you have not yet, listen to her episode, Manifesting the Positive with Anea Devereaux. I think it's episode 21. Good time. Let's do it. Uh, but no, I was going to interview Anea and she mentioned to me, she's like, Hey, uh, one of my friends just happens to be in town. Uh, would you want me to see if she would want to do the podcast? Uh, so she reached out to her. She was like, yeah, sure. Uh, so she came over, I would interviewed Anea and then I interviewed Elena right after. So it was cool. So Elena fucking, I appreciate you coming to the podcast. I really do. I know like sprung it. Hey, you want to do the podcast? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, no, uh, Elena, I really do appreciate it. I do. Uh, <laughs> You can find Elena on Twitter and Instagram at VIP Elena Pierre. I will have links to both her website and social media on the Lipson page. So make sure you go to this week's Lipson page and uh, give her a follow. Uh, Elena is uh, still new to the game. She uh, started a companionship in like August to September of last year. But she's a veteran. She knows what she's doing. Old soul. She knows what's up. So uh, I think you'll definitely enjoy this. So, uh, yeah, this is my interview with Elena Pierre. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. What's up? I'm back. It's Tank Smith. I'm excited for this interview today. My guest today is Elena Pierre. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah. We're, uh, we're in Atlanta once again. Atlanta. How, uh, where are you, where are you based out of? Um, I'm based in Tallahassee, Florida, and I'm just visiting here for the moment, just visiting a friend. Oh yeah, how long are you here for? Um, just here for the weekend. I leave on Sunday. Sweet, you got anything good, good planned? Any, any spots you're hitting in Atlanta? Um, I'm supposed to go to a dominatrix class, which I'm excited for, so, (laughs) yeah, I want to learn about that. Fuck yeah. How long have you been a companion? Um, not long. I think I started in, I want to say August, September, and it's 
February now, about February, so okay. only a few months. How's it been going so far? I mean, I love it. I think it's been going well. How how'd you how'd you get into it? How'd you start? Um, I started because basically I have a couple of friends that were in it before me. They were in it a couple months before me and they just said their experience about it and they were always talking about it like around me, so I wanted to do the same thing. How long how long did it take like after them kind of like talking to you where you're like, I think I could do this or I wanna get into it? Um Kind of immediately. It just took me some time because in order to get started, you know, you have to invest in yourself and you have to have that financial backing to, you know, have the whole photo shoot and advertising and everything like that. So, like, once I built that up, it was it was perfect. I figured it out. Did you have to do a lot of research going or was it mainly like converse, like talking to other people? It was mainly talking. You know, my friends were doing it before me. So everything they did, they just told me like exactly what they did or I was kind of with them the whole entire time. Like, all throughout their process, I just did it on my own time. Did you have, before you started, did you have any preconceived notions of what, like, companionship would be? And when you started, did that differ from what your notions, like, notions were, maybe? Not really. I just, you know, you just get paid for your time. That's all I thought it was. You know, you just get paid for your time. And at the end of the day, that's that's really what it is. Um... Yeah, it was. It's kind of exactly what I thought it would be. What uh, when you like? I feel like I ask this a lot. I feel like the longer you do something, like the better you get at it. Right. Do you feel like there was a waiver period at the beginning where you like weren't good? No, I'm the same person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same person. Like you know, um, I did the whole like sugar baby thing before then, and this and that. So. I kind of already knew how I was in like relationships with guys and everything, and I kind of just translated it over to this business. And for sugaring, yeah. how does that how does that compare to like companionship? Sugaring takes time. It's like a lot of time. So when you're doing sugaring, it's more like this is your boyfriend, and you talk to them every single day and everything like that. You know, they just take up your time. Yeah. As in, like, rather than with this, you know. I know I'm meeting you at this time for this amount of money. You know, yeah. it's just very, it's a lot more direct okay. and that I like more. Do you feel like that's like the same? Do you feel like sugaring is sex work? Yeah. 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 I, I, I think it is. I think it is personally, but you know, some people might argue that it's not, I think they're in denial, but yeah, I think it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. When you started out, what do you think your biggest challenge was? Uh, my biggest challenge, time management. Time management? Time management, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty tough. much it. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, all those calls coming in because, you know, I'm a student as well. So all the calls coming in and everything and just trying to balance that with homework and your, like, school life and everything and your social life because you're trying to act like, you know, with your regular civvy friends that nothing's going on in your life yeah yet you have to be gone at certain times or you're tired for some reason yeah. and they're like what are you doing so that time management was kind of hard in the beginning that makes sense was there besides like time management do you think there was a like a most important thing you learned at the beginning so i feel like is uh, there i guess are you still learning or still learning i don't know i don't want to sound like i have everything like together because I definitely don't but I definitely had a plan when I first came in so I don't like to feel overwhelmed and like even in Tallahassee it's a smaller area and I don't get you know as much traffic as other people but I like it because I'm more focused on you know school 
and I'm going to work and I want to be more focused on that. This for me is, you know, not really full time. Okay. So I'm not trying to be the, school's, the school's... next best, you yeah. know, escort. Like I'm not trying to be like the best person out here. After yeah. after school, do you feel like you'll like focus on it full time or do you kind of want to do with what you're doing in school kind of thing or? No, it's just going to be like work and then this on the side as well. So, okay, sweet. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Show me, uh, do you, in your ads, do you show your face? No. Have you ever, do you think that that'll be maybe in the future or is it, you kind of want to keep this like completely separate? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it completely separate. Like I said, I had a plan. So my plan was to only do this for maybe like three or four years. Okay. And then get out of it. Cause you know, even though I wish there wasn't, there's like a lot of stigma around, you know, being a sex worker and everything like that. So I'm just going to keep myself hidden. I know if I showed my face, like, business would be booming right now. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. I had to. It's a trade. There's trade-offs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you able to talk to people close to you about your work? Um, Close to me? Like, yeah. You have friends in this industry, which I think are, like, close to me. So, I would say so as in that. But, like, as far as, like, family, no. That's, yeah, yeah that's off limits with family. Do you have having people like the, your friend like for your friends with that work in the industry? Is it like is it vital to you that you're able to talk to people about work and stuff? Um, yeah, because I don't know. I like to talk a lot, so I like to you know get things off my chest. Obviously, there's some things you keep inside, but yeah, if something happens and you just want to like share a funny story or you want to share like just something with someone. Like people need someone to talk to, so it's good to have friends that are in this. I think it's vital for your mental health yeah altogether fuck yeah are you you're on yeah you're on twitter currently right? yeah oh yeah how do you do you feel like the like the sex work community is supportive like supports each other on twitter is it yeah you're all support like you see it on twitter i mean i've heard stories of behind the scenes where girls aren't as supportive or you always hear that random thing on twitter like oh someone outed this other person or this person has been doxxed and stuff like that which just to me says you know don't be friends with everyone everyone's your acquaintance but not everyone's your best friend so yeah. you know be careful about that but no definitely supportive you know you have girls just reach out to you and just like give you advice and stuff like that so Fuck it's yeah. pretty nice i know you're still like kind of new do you feel like being like a black woman your experience has been any different in the sex work world at all um i don't know other women's experiences especially like white women and everything and you know, non-POCs and everything like that. But I've heard that it's, you know, easier, which you can kind of see. Like when you see a new black woman start up who you would think is like a 10 or like an eight or just, you know, amazing, beautiful, they don't get as much recognition as, you know, a white woman or something yeah. like that. But, you know, preferences and all of that. So yeah. Screen, safety's like one of the most important yeah. things that there are. Like that safety's... Do you uh, take referrals or, like, references from other providers? Yeah, I take references. If I see that you're, like, established, if sometimes I get references from girls that I'm just, like, I I, I don't think don't, we yeah. would see the same clients anyway. So, oh, okay. yeah, but, yeah, it just depends on who they look like. Do you so. feel like that the, the referrals have been accurate? Um, yeah. Yeah, I've never really had a bad referral so far. Nice. I'm lucky, so yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Do you feel like when people reach out to you, they know how to contact you correctly? Or is it like people like... <laughs> do, they, do, people, do people know what they're doing for the most part? It, it really depends. Like you'll, you'll see it. You'll, you'll know who knows how to contact like a sex worker. So you'll see like someone will probably give you an email and they'll send you all their screening information and this and that. Like everything that you need is in the very first email or text. Yeah. And then you have someone that's like, hey, you available? Hey, what's up? This, that, are you here? Are you available? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I still don't like, understand how, why, how people think that that works. I don't know. You know, a lot of people, a lot of clients actually aren't on Twitter. Like you would think, I feel like everyone knows like how to contact someone because yeah. they're on Twitter and they're involved in this. But a lot of people aren't and they just contact people. Like they're in yeah. this lifestyle, but they're not, I mean, they I, don't care as much to I, know. I started like in like, it was like May 2018. And I mean, I didn't find out about Twitter until like I started the podcast and started a Twitter for the podcast. Really? When did you start a podcast? If you don't uh, I started interviewing people in July and then started released it in October. So I started the Twitter. Oh. I started the Twitter in like July. Yeah. And how did you find about, how did you find out about Twitter? Um, I saw a couple people like in New York last year and they right. had Twitters, um, yeah. just following them and like, just like almost like a network of, honestly, as soon as you follow one sex worker, it's over. <laughs> like yeah. you're like in the whole thing. So yeah, I think sex workers should definitely start telling their clients like, Hey, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Like I'll even say that even sometimes to guys I don't meet or like, I see that sometimes new people will contact me and I'm just like, yeah, I'm leaving town soon, but you should definitely follow me on Twitter or you'll find some other people that you might like on there. And that way they can learn. Cause I don't like people asking me questions yeah. because it's like, you could be the fed. So why would I tell you this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll see a lot of times on Twitter, people are, are like, they're cracking down. A lot of people don't want like nudity on their page or like yeah. explicit content. Yeah. Do you think, is that, do you feel like, like shadow banning, I guess, is a thing, I guess. You feel? I mean, I think shadow banning is definitely a thing. I'm trying to get away from more nudity just for the sake of, I don't want to see everyone's titties in my face. Yeah. Even though I love it, like, great thing, love it. But, you know, yeah, sometimes okay. I just don't want to see all of that. Um, but, yeah, no one wants to be shadow banned. No. Especially, like, for me, most of, like, half of my clients come from Twitter. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, like, I know some people, some of my friends, they get all of theirs from, like, certain websites, but for me, it's, like, half of my clients come from Twitter, so oh. I try to, you know, be careful of what I put on there. Have you ever used Twitter? I've used it, but is, are people really on there? Do people really I don't think so that? anymore. Anymore? I, I mean, oh. I'll see people advertise. It's, it's definitely the traffic's a lot lower than it was. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I heard about it, and I tried to go on there, but I didn't see anything. Like, it didn't look like there was anything on there, so yeah, I kind of got off of it. I feel, yeah, it's, yeah, it died down for sure. When it, Before you see someone, do they have to, sit, like, do you require a deposit before being able to, for someone um, to book you? For me, it personally depends. Like, if I'm on tour, yeah. yes, because... I want to know that I'm going to make money before I get there. Yeah. Like I got to make sure like there's money there to be made. But, um, when I'm in my hometown, it just depends, especially like if it's a regular, they usually, I don't require a deposit from them. Um, I usually require a deposit. Like if you seem like, you're like you kind of iffy, like yeah, it yeah, not if you, or not. yeah. If you seem iffy, then I'm going to require a deposit from you. That makes sense. 
I know uh, OnlyFans is a thing. Have you, do you do you create any kind of like digital content for people, or is it mainly? No, I haven't created. I want to create an OnlyFans probably sometime in the future when I move, but um, for right now, I'm keeping it to this. Yeah. Yeah. What uh what websites do you like best for advertising? Um, for advertising, I probably like you know, Adult Look, Adult Search, things simple like that. Um, Tris, Lixa. Yeah. Nice. How do you? I know reviews are a thing that affects. Mm-hmm. They have an effect on the entire industry. How do you feel about reviews? I don't know. So I was never. I know TER is was pretty popular, and they just came back and everything. I wasn't here when TER like was deleted or whatever. And I know they came back, but I don't plan on being there just because for reviews like. My experience during appointments is different with everybody. So I don't want someone saying, oh, she did this ABC. And then it's like, when I see you, I'm not going to do ABC because you don't like that. Like, I probably do something different with you because I can see that you like someone that's softer, gentler than that. So, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. And plus, it just varies personally. Everybody's different. It's... Yeah, everybody's different. Like, And I don't want no anyone describing exactly what was on. It, it feels weird. Yeah. I feel like, you know, my time with you is my time with you. Like, this is what we're doing. This is not what I'm doing with everyone, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like attraction plays a role at all in seeing somebody, seeing a client? Um, For me, no. I kind of, I'm more mental than physical. So... A mental attraction. I always try to get on the same wavelength as the other person. But yeah. Who, like, age range, uh, what's your, like, what do you think your, like, average clientele is? Like, Um, what's your demo? You gotta, it's like, this is the person that sees me. You have a demographic. Um, Older men, older white men uh, is usually what I get, but everyone, honestly, like, I'll get a guy in his 20s, and then I'll get a guy in his 50s. Like, yeah. it, it really, like, it's a big range. Sorry about that. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, oh, yeah, so you're in Atlanta right now. Do you, like, travel to other cities as well? Yeah, I tour a lot. You know, Tallahassee, again, it's a small area. Like, I did a lot more traveling when I first started because I had the free time to do so, but now... It's kind of restricted because of my class schedule, and then I'm moving to Connecticut in May, and once I move then, like, I'll probably only tour, like, New York or Boston and everything, just try to keep it in that area, but yeah, I used to, I went to Chicago, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Pensacola, I want to do Denver, D.C., I don't know, anywhere else, if you have any suggestions, I'm open to it, so. Fuck yeah. Will you, yeah, if people just reach out to you on Twitter, like, and they want to book you for many, like, say, like, Seattle, will you, will you, do you do Fly Me to Use? Like, where you'll yeah, fly to Yeah, I do me Fly to... Me to Use. Um, I haven't actually had one yet. I have one planned. Nice. So, I'm having one coming up pretty soon. But, um, yeah, I'm open to Fly Me to Use as long as we work something out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, burnout, I feel like, can happen in, like, pretty much any, any kind of thing you do. Has it happened to you? Uh, uh, burnout only happens when I tour. So when I tour, I like to, you know, if you're there for a reason, you're there for that reason. Yeah. So definitely had burnout, especially during tours. I don't know. Water is not like a thing I drink. Like during tours, it's like wine only, wine yeah. and alcohol. So you'll get burnout because, you know, you're eating food all the time and it's just alcohol in your system. And, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just bad. So. Yeah. 
after a tour, I need to relax. I need like a spa day. I need to treat myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, during a session, do you ever, do you feel uh, pressure at all to live up to like clients' expectations? I don't know what they expect of me, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, like, when I see them, you know, it's a a great time. At least I think it's a great time. But, like, I honestly don't know what they expect of me. Unless they tell me in an email, then obviously I'm going to try to live up to those expectations. Because, you know, they'll have, like, their outfit request. Or they might say, like, oh, I like it when someone does this. And I'm like, okay, let me do that during our little date. But... Other than that, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna be myself. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what uh? Do you, since starting, do you feel like your views on sex have changed? No, yeah. <laughs> I've always been like sexually open and everything, so nothing's really changed. I haven't seen anything too crazy yet. Nice. Yeah. Have your views on men changed at all? No, the same thing. Yeah. Now I I feel like men. Like, you always know that men have, like, needed sex and companionship, but you start to realize, like, in relationships, people tend not to care about each other anymore. Like, people get used to this status quo, and you, like, I think it has affected the way that I'll treat my relationships in the future, just as, you know, caring for whoever I end up marrying, and just making sure that they're all right, and that they're like mentally there, you know, that we're on the same wavelength, you know, always checking up on them rather than just assuming that we're just fine just because we're married. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, yeah, I was in a relationship for like eight and a half years. Yeah. You you can't like, you have to do that check or it's not going to, it's not going to work. You have to do that check. And it's like, you know, you always kind of knew that, but you know, I feel like everyone has this idea like, okay, I'm married to this person and that's it. Like, yeah. we're, we're fine now. I don't have to check up. Like, oh, yeah, that's my husband. That's my wife, whatever. But it's like, when you're in this relationship, when you're in this sex work industry, you start realizing, like, these people haven't had, like, emotional, what's that? I don't, I don't know the words. Intimacy. For it. intimacy yeah, they yeah. haven't had, like, intimacy in a long time, whether it be, like, sexual or just, like caressing them or saying like how's your day been or how's work been or something like that and you know sometimes like people feel like they can't even open up to their spouse yeah about some things that they can open up to a sex worker too because you know that that dynamic is just different now that they've been married for so long so and i think that people think that going in they're like seeing like an escort it's just like strictly it's just like a physical sex thing, but there's and so it's definitely it's, not. Because like I thought when I first started, like that's what I thought it was. I was like, you know, like I haven't had sex in a while. Like I think I want to see somebody. Yeah. But then after spending time, I was like, and talking to people, I was like, it wasn't that. It was like almost like intimacy, acceptance from another person. Right. And then you'll and start it, to see like I don't know about your experience, but like with me, like you'll realize like clients and escorts can be like best friends. You can come and see someone and it's like, oh, how has this been? How yeah. has that been? And you guys just really get intimate with each other and you know, it's it's like a deeper emotional feeling than just having sex. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah people just don't yeah, I don't I think people it's just because people don't know or they don't it's easy to pitch one thing as this is what it is rather than looking at it and be like, it's so much more than that. Right. Because like, but let's not talk because it makes us uncomfortable, you know? Exactly. People are so uncomfortable to talk. And that's like another, like, that's a thing that I've learned through this. Like, don't be uncomfortable to talk. I know whenever, whoever I marry in the future, woman, man, whoever it is, I don't care. But, um, you know, just always be open to talk and always, you know, tell that person like, 
you know, tell me what's on your mind. I know it might be, you know, like just take that time to actually hear yeah. what they need to, be, what needs to be said. Because the last, the last interview I did, it was, uh, or the last one I put out, or I don't know, but yeah, it was with a male escort, and it was with his wife as well. We I interviewed both of them, yeah, and just like how open they were with each other was just like a fucking cool thing to see. Because there's right. so many, there's just so many people that are not. I mean, I'm for sure, when I was in a relationship, I feel like I there were certain things I, could, I wouldn't talk about or maybe feelings I had and just like the openness and right. the shit just makes you close, you know, like you have, exactly. you have to have that shit or else because this is fucking forever, you know? Right. When you like <laughs> open up to someone completely, you realize like how, how much you needed that in the first place. Like yeah. you don't know how people are so scared to just tell their true emotions to someone they say is like the love of their life and everything and they care about them so much but you can't tell them that you feel sad because of this or you can't tell them some type of sexual kink that you're so worried about them knowing and everything like that and it's I think it's weird with like masculinity too. It's like there's like right. I can't be like I just want someone to touch me. I can't I can't I can't be like you know exactly like just like like cuddling. I can't be like that's all. Yeah, I want. yeah, like and it's crazy and it's like it should never be like that. If this is someone you want to be in a relationship with, if this is someone you love, you should be able to tell them like, oh, can you just hold me? Like, can you just like rub my head? Can yeah. you? Can I like tell you about this instead of having to be like, no, I have to be tough all the time and I have to be you know, masculine. I can't you know, show that I'm weak. I can't show that I need this like love and everything. And it's just so messed up. But yeah. I don't know. But you know, that's why I'm here. So hey. Thank you. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, companionship is, helps you in other aspects of your life besides? Or... Um, definitely, like, you know, like business wise, everyone wants to be like a business person or a business everything. But, you know, solely like knowing that I have to keep myself on track and keep my like keep everything updated because honestly, outside of here, I don't have like a social media or anything or I okay. don't like. I don't interact with people much. You know, I like to stay to myself. So this is kind of like forcing me out my shell and I have to like tell things about myself that I usually don't talk about just because I feel like no one really cares about it. But then you put it out there and someone will message you and say, oh, hey, I saw on Twitter that you love, you know, going on adventures or you went go-karting or you shot air rifles and I want to do that with you. And you're just like, oh, wow, you listened? I never knew you cared. There's so many things that if you just put it out there, people respond to it. Yeah, you start to realize that after this. I'm just like, I say I liked fruit one time and like people bring me fruit to (laughs) dates now. And I'm like, okay, thank you so much. I love this. I read on your Twitter three years ago that you liked oranges. Here you go. It's a basket. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, thanks. I mean, like, gosh. I I also like BMWs. Would yeah. you like to give me that? What else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck yeah. Was there a, is there a best part of the job, worst part of the job, you think? Uh, best part? Definitely the people you meet. For me, just like clients, you know, like if I wasn't doing this, how would I get financial advice from former CFOs? Like I, I just wouldn't be in contact with these type yeah. of people. So it's like, you know, the people you meet, you start to learn stuff about yourself that you didn't know, especially, like, if you play on someone's kinks. You're like, you know what? I actually kind of like that. Yeah. You know, you get to experiment with different things. Um, worst part is, again, you know, just, like, time management. You know, certain clients won't know that, like, you know, certain people have certain expectations. Like, you're supposed to be available all the time and this and that. And it's like, no, I have my own life. I yeah. don't. 
I can't do this all that 24-7. I can't be with you and holding your hand all the time. Yeah. Do you, have you ever freestyling? I know, I, have you ever done that? Um, personally, I have. I know what goes, I mean, is, is sugaring Is sugaring kind of like along that same kind of lines? Like is that? It kind of is. I feel like freestyling is more of a way of life than like a thing. Oh, okay. You know, freestyling is, you know, just always going out there and always being open and willing to talk to someone. And, you know, that whole law of attraction, like, yeah, yeah someone that wants to, you know, pay for my time is going to come see me. And it just happens naturally. So you'll just be out there and, and you know. Fuck yeah. I feel like if you have that idea in your head, like, oh, I'm going to find someone tonight to, you know, pay, like, it's not going to happen. So freestyling is definitely a way of life. If you go out to the bars all the time and you look good and you smell good and you present yourself well, you're freestyling. It's probably a numbers game, too. Yeah, it's Just like if you're out there, if you're out there every day, then the more likely exactly. you are to find. If you don't do it often, then it's like, right? then how, how are you going to find You yeah. go out once a month and you expect someone to come over to you. No, it's not going to happen like that. So if you just naturally go out all the time, obviously you're going to, someone's going to come over to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen ads. I've, no AA. Have you, have you seen this? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um... I feel like that's crazy. I've I've seen it from I, I've seen it from black providers. I've seen it from white. Like all all races have have said this. Yeah. Know? Um. I see everyone personally. Um. For someone to have no AA, I I can't I can't speak for them. Maybe they've had like you know personal experiences that weren't so great and everything like that. But I I personally couldn't do that just yeah. because I've had great clients that were black. I've had bad clients that were white. I've had bad clients that were, you know, Hispanic, Asian, yeah, all of every- that. So, like, there's always bad clients somewhere. But I guess that's a personal choice. I, I've heard, like, if you say no AA before you see any AA clients, yeah. then I'm just like, okay, that's racist, You're obviously. Like, hey, nice. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you haven't even met this person, but I don't know. I think that's ridiculous. What uh? What would you tell someone starting out that wants to be a companion? What would you tell them? Um, I don't know. Maybe actually know you want to do this. A lot of girls get into this and they realize like this isn't actually what it is for them. So I don't know. Also, don't think you're gonna come in here and make a quick buck. Like it's it's money. <laughs> it's it takes money to invest in this. It takes time. Like this is not something that's like super easy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of easy. But, like, it's not <laughs> something that, like, like you can't just jump into this just because it's, like, the new fad or something like that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not like that. Do you have any advice for, like, a client wanting to book somebody for the first time? Um, read. Please read. Please read. Please read. <laughs> Please read. That's, like... Like, you don't know. I have I have everything listed on my ads. I have everything listed in my website. I have things listed on my Twitter and the amount of questions I still get. And I'm like, if you took the three seconds, like, I know you can read. Yeah. I know you can read because you're typing this. Like, we're texting right now. I know you can read. Just read. I have a lot of people that are like, oh, it's my first time. How does this happen? And I'm like... Well, if you went on my website and you clicked on the etiquette part and you just read that, you would you would know everything. I yeah. wouldn't have to tell you anything at all. But I wonder if they just don't click on the website. Maybe not even that because it's on my it's on my um, advertisement. My rates are on my advertisement. Yet you still ask me what my rate is. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Please read. 
<laughs> please. Read. If somebody's asking dumb questions, are you like, I'm just, I don't, I don't even want to deal with this. Uh, or will you give them a, like the benefit of the doubt and be like, well, maybe I'll keep, keep. A lot of guys don't read, so I have to give the benefit of the doubt. That's why I have like, like already pre pre written up like prompts. Oh, so okay, I just nice. like send them out real quick or it'll just be like, it's on my website. Yeah. Here's my website, here. this and that. And then if I send you my website, and then you ask another question that's on my website. Then I'm like, okay, never yeah. mind. This is not, yeah. Where do, where do you see yourself in like five years? Um, five years. How old will I be? Uh, 27? Um, I won't be doing this anymore. Because I already decided I will finish this after like maybe like three years, okay. four years. Um, I will probably be in Europe traveling. Because that's where I want to be. Are you, do, you, do you see yourself living over there? I want to say I live... I've never been there, so I can't say that personally. And, you know, the whole family thing. Family wants you to be close to them and everything yeah. like that. So I can't say I'll be living in there. I want to, but I don't know. You got we'll a see. spot? You got a, you got a country, country picked out? Um, okay, so Italy sounds beautiful. Nice. But I don't know. Just anything that's, like, warm. I just want to be warm all the time. Pretty much. What uh? Do you have any goals or anything you're working towards? Um, goals. Let's see. Uh, a nice closet. That's what I'm working towards. (laughs) I've been I've been shopping. Um, goals. Pretty much. Most of my goals are pretty much in my civvy life. So I don't I don't really have many goals as like being an escort and then being a sex work sex worker and everything like that. But um. Yeah, most of my goals right now pertain to, you know, saving up and being financially secure. So finding ways to diversify my money, you know. I just opened up my first little Robin Hood account and nice. everything oh, like yeah. that. So I'm trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like how to make my money make money. So Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Fuck yeah. What uh oh yeah, before I get out of here, do you have a, any funny story or anything you want to share? I don't know. I wish I did. <laughs> like I wish I did. I feel like I haven't been doing this for long enough. I haven't had anything like super funny or awkward happen to me. Um, I wish. If I think of one, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll, I'll text yeah. it to you, and you All can right, you yeah. can write it out and everything. <laughs> I'll let them know. I'll let them yeah. know. Fuck yeah, Elena! I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Do you want to plug your Twitter or anything before we get out of here? I'll probably oh. plug it in the intro and outro, but. I mean, okay, my Twitter is at VIP Elena, E-L-E-N-A, Pierre, P-I-E-R-R-E. Instagram, too, so. VIP Elena Pierre. Yep. Sweet. Hell yeah. I appreciate you coming to the podcast. I really do. Thanks. Hell yeah. Listeners, we will be back. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, it was a good time. (laughs) But uh, no, listeners, we'll be back. All right, later. That was my interview with Elena Pierre. Yo, shout out, Elena. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was a good time. Uh, listeners, if you have not yet, give her a follow on Instagram and Twitter at VIP Elena Pierre. She just plugged it. I'm going to plug it again. <laughs> there are links to both her social media and website on the Libsyn page. So go to the Libsyn page. Give her a follow. We are also on social media. I plug it every week at Full Service Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I am personally on Instagram and Twitter at Tank Funkadelic. Our email address for the pod, fullservicepod at gmail 
dot com. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. What you <laughs> what uh what do you enjoy hearing on the podcast? If you want to hear somebody on the podcast, let me know. I'll reach out to them. We might be able to make it happen. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, full service pod at gmail.com. Send us an email. <laughs> it works. It really works. I will respond to you. <laughs> I have lots of time in my hands. I will send you a lengthy response. It'll be we'll, we'll be pen pals. It'll be a good time. Uh <laughs> Well, no, I appreciate you being here. That has been episode 29. I uh, mentioned it last episode, but I got two episodes coming at you this week. Oh, boy. Got one on Thursday. My guest is a New York City-based escort, Brian Knight. He works in the adult film industry and also is an author of a comic book series, Velvet Collar Comics, that follows five gay male escorts in New York City. We recorded this, I guess, probably a couple weeks ago now. Uh, it was right when quarantine was happening. He had started quarantine and I had started quarantining. Uh, so no, it's a, <laughs> it's a recent one. I'm excited. for uh, it's, it's a good time. Uh, that'll be dropping Wednesday at midnight, a.k.a. Thursday. So if you subscribe to the podcast, you will get an alert. Uh, and that will let you know as soon as it drops. So make sure you are subscribed to us on Twitter, on Instagram. And I just spent like the last three days on uh, YouTube <laughs> uploading all of the episodes uh, that I've done so far to YouTube. So they're all up now and all future episodes will be on YouTube. So if you search full service podcast or full service with Hank Smith, you will find us and subscribe and you'll get an alert notification anytime a new video is out. I have some links uh, to some GoFundMes in the Ellipson page. Uh, one is for the Good Nights Comedy Club employees in Raleigh. Uh, I have a there's a GoFundMe for sex workers in Vegas as well as Washington D.C. and a sex worker grant fund for people in the Bay Area. So if you're in the Bay Area, sex worker, enter your information. You're uh, able or you're yeah able to get a grant for from fifty to two hundred dollars. Which, uh, no, it's not much money, but, uh, hey, it's free money. And also, there's a link to, uh, Katie Hughes, her, uh, comedy website. She's a comedian based in Atlanta. She just dropped an album last month. She recorded in January, Laughing Skulls. It's, oh my God, it's so funny. So if you Venmo her at Katie Brews, any amount of money, she will send you a link to her, uh, stand up special. Do it. It's a, it's a, it's a great special. It's, it's so funny. Uh, I put up, yeah, there's a link to her website. So yeah, go, uh, go check her out. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. That's, uh, that's been episode 29. I know everybody's in quarantine. Everyone's social distancing. If you need to talk to anybody, if you need to reach out to anybody, fucking hit me up. Full service pod at Tank Funkadelic. Uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, yeah, Thursday, two days from now, fucking I'll see you then. Peace. Full service.